Oh yeah, for a good day, it's me, Alan Smith, but we've published this today's paper on uh, Thursday, February 24th. So, uh, front page of the paper today is a firmer duped to a £10,000 in phone scam. Um, a firmer has been conduit a £10,000 in a telephone scam within weeks of the Bobies warning criminals were targeting rural homes. The victim, Faberdeenshire, was tricked into handing out his bank details after being told his account had been compromised. The fraudster said he needed to uh, verify the firmer's details, but in reality they were used to tuck £10,000. Last month, Murray Area Commander Chief Inspector Simon Reid warned COVID-19 had been an enabler for criminals. He said one element that we do see in terms of the pandemic uh, taking effect, uh, that's the challenges of cyber-enabled criminality. Uh, that's something we've seen a rise in as people have become more reliant on technology. Farms are small businesses and they're equally susceptible to being targeted. On the recent theft, North East Crime Reduction Officer Constable Mike Urquhart said we continue to see examples of criminals pretending to be from your bank or HMRC. So, well, I think this has been our news and certainly I remember reading that out about the cyber criminals trying to, uh, trying to own me firmers and firms and like that. So, um, just, you know, if that's... You can anybody that would potentially be um, maybe target like that. They have to let them kind of think of the banker, uh, the tax folk would never ever ask their details over the phone. Um, just um, hang up and, um, you know, get in touch with your bank <laughs> yourself. But um, they would never phone you and ask for your details, that's for sure. So, bloom and shame. I hope he gets his money back, uh, Pierre Fermat. And it's a uh, nay off not two words. You'll hear me saying that, two words in that order anyway, but um, nah, shame for the money, I hope he gets his, his dosh back, like. Now, here is a, a frying shame as fish supper spirals to £10. Crikey, before the pandemic and with business booming, fish and chip shop owner uh, Ricky Perry hatched a plan to expand his two sea salt and soul outlets to three. The plan stuck through multiple COVID-19 lockdowns and the new shop in Cove will open in the next few weeks joining the other venues in Dice and the Brigadon. However, what has changed uh, dramatically in the industry and spiralling costs for chip, shop, chip shops are giving Ricky second thoughts about his decision. He says, afore it was a no-brainer, and he says, no, things are much more difficult. Inflation on everything from energy to cooking oil is stretching fish and chip shops to Bracken Point, and chip shops are responding by raising prices. Now, some folk believe that the £10 fish supper is just around the corner, According to the National Federation of Fish Fryers, uh, batter costs have jumped by 40% in the past year and packaging is up by as much as 70%. The price of fish has skyrocketed now with cod up by 70% and haddock by 81% in a matter of months. So, well, if you're a, if you're partial to a chip supper, it'll have to be like a very special treat now if it's a £10 a go, but that's just how it is. If there's no fish and nothing else is so dear, then that's just what it's going to have to be, but... Um, I quite like a fish supper now and again, but uh, I couldn't eat every night. I certainly couldn't afford it now, but uh, there we go. Now, here is a rail campaigners hope for minister support. So, uh, campaigners fighting to bring back Peter Heed and Fraserburgh Rail Links are hopeful the new transport minister will get their plans on track. Jenny Galruth was appointed the minister for transport in January. Uh, prior to her new role, uh, Ms Galruth, MSP for Mid Fife and Glenrothes, 
campaign to reopen five key miles of railway uh, line in Fife in order to reconnect Leaven and other settlements in the Leavenmouth area to the rail network. She helped to secure £70 million towards that project and preparation work is now underway. The Campaign for North East Rail, his CNER group, which is seeking to bring back railways all across the North East, is now seeking a discussion with Ms. Ruth to mark their case for the same rail reopening work to be funded for the Al Peter Heed and Fraser Alliance. Uh, those behind CNER have argued there are many ways to compare the benefits of uh, reopening railways in Leavenworth uh, and reconnecting Peter Heed and the Broch, as well as surrounding areas to the rail network. Uh, Peter Heed Railway Station was shut in to passengers in 1965 and to freight in 1970. And the uh, Fraser Railway Station lost its passenger services in 1965 and freight stopped in 1979. Um, since then, the, the CNER group has argued that Toons and nearby communities have suffered by being cut off for the benefits a railway infrastructure can bring. Um, so the Leaving Month Reconnect project, which is already progressing full steam ahead, is intended to provide the area with a major boost to economic sustainability and connectivity. So, well, I th think it's a, a rare idea in that uh, money beats him, silly gape he was in the 1960s, taking up all the lines for, you know, Peter Heide Broch and up D side and on. Um, my beloved Torfens lost his uh, railway station. Just, I can just mind going on that train once before it was... Um, Tracks were hooked up and the hooses was bigger on the, on the station. But, eh, and, um, you know, for it would be now, certainly in the last 10, 20 years, it would have been great for, like, other folk that commute back and forth to Aberdeen. They had a train to get instead of driving, Ken. But, um, well, well, hopefully this is, uh, MSB is as passionate about um, railway out of places as Susan Fife, then hopefully they'll get, she'll, um, you know, knock some sense into the bigwigs and we'll get some money up here and get some of the lines open. Because there's no doubt that since the uh, Kentower station reopened again, although it reopened in the middle of the pandemic and it was deep quiet for a while, it's getting much, much busier now and it's uh, good to see it being well used. It's a, a lovely station, as, as it should be, a lovely little village. Now here is uh, a blind man, it's to visit London's 272 tube stops. So, uh, Craig, a visually impaired man has set himself the task of visiting every mainline London tube station to give back to an Aberdeen charity. Gary Ritchie was diagnosed with uh, retinitis pigmentosa in 2013 and has received emotional and physical support from Northeast Sensory Services ever since. Um, the disease is a rare genetic condition which causes a breakdown and loss of cells in the retina and has gradually robbed Mr Ritchie of his sight, rendering him legally blind. Now the 49-year-old has challenged himself to visit 272 London underground stops in two days to thank them. The engineer, who has previously raised £500 through a tandem skydive, will be helped by family friend Tracy Morris. And Mr Ritchie has long been fascinated with the tube network that covers Mesa London. The Elgin Dada once said, I've been fascinated with the London underground for years because I'm an engineer to trade. It's something I've had in my bucket list for a while, and I thought, why not raise money at the same time? I've been connected with the Northeast Sensory Services since I was first diagnosed. Um, apart from emotional support, I was also trained with a long cane that people would call the white stick. Um, they've helped with documentation and claiming things and all that kind of practical and emotional support over the years. This is my way of giving uh, back to them after all, the, this, all they've done for me. Uh, the challenge begins on March the 24th and already £600 has been raised. Um, 
So the North East Sensory Services provide support services for about 6,500 folk with hearing and visual impairment needs across Grampian, Angus and Dundee. The charity is dedicated to helping sensory impaired folk participate in society to the same level as those without sensory loss. Graham Finlay, Chief Executive of the charity, said, We are incredibly excited for Gary as he embarks upon this challenge and we are extremely lucky he has chosen to raise funds for us at the same time. Our driving objective is to achieve independence for blind and deaf people, so it's wonderful to see one of our service users taking on the challenge of this nature. Uh, we hope Gary and Tracy have a great time and wish them all the best. So, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> That'll be a fair old task to get through the hell shing bang in two days. But, uh, well, as long as he's got um, his, um, he will to tap his card uh, well and on and off of the tubes. But, uh, yeah, that's all going to be a fair old, a fair old trek he's going to have because, um, I think I'll be back and forth a lot of, a lot of the same lines, but um, well, better him than me, that's all I can say, because um, I don't think I would uh, fancy doing all that in uh, just two days, but uh, uh, you know, it just shows you how grateful he is for the support he's received for this charity, and it's, it's fantastic that he's gained something back, and you know, quite an interesting way to try and raise money, so uh, very best of luck to him. Now, here is a pardon has been urged for 4,000 Scots accused of witchcraft, so a pardon for folk convicted and executed for witchcraft would recognise those who suffered from a brutal miscarriage of justice MSPs have been dealt. Campaigners are calling for the Scottish Government to formally pardon the estimated 4,000 Scots accused of being witches under the Witchcraft Act between 1563 and 1736. So, a yeah, fair old while ago. Um, giving evidence to Holyrood's Petitions Committee, witnesses explained that approximately 2,500 folk Mostly wifeys paid a terrible price in the most brutal way after being wrongly accused of being witches. More than 3,400 signatures have been collected in support uh, of a pardon and a national monument to remember the death. Members of the Witches of Scotland campaign, Claire Mitchell and Zoe Venditose, told the MSPs that the terrible history of things that happened to wifeys in the past often goes unrecognised and a pardon for those convicted of witchcraft could be a way of redress. Um, Miss Mitchell said, there is no time limit and uh, justice. This was wrong when it happened. These people were not guilty of these offences and they paid a terrible price in the most brutal way. So the fact that these people were convicted and killed as witches was wrong then and it's wrong now. Um, explaining how she was inspired by the pardon issued by the government to anybody convicted of historic homosexual crimes, Miss Mitchell said, these people ought never to have been criminalised for something that was not a crime. We can try and restore those folk uh, properly to history as uh, people who suffered a miscarriage of justice. So, Crikey, well, obviously taking it very seriously, and, um, and the idea was that amount of folk it had been, um, uh, you know, killed is, is, and been accused of being witches. But um, anyway, I think it was some teachers in my old school maybe would have fitted into that category, but um, and they were luckily the act was repealed long before they were born, or maybe near long before they were born in some cases. Now, just to finish up with sport as normal, and then. Um, Back page of paper, there's new Dawn's boss hoping to get Sir Alex's advice. So Aberdeen boss Jim Goodwin says he can't wait to experience a pack patrol this weekend. The Dawn's greatest manager, Sir Alex Ferguson, will be a guest at honour at this Saturday's encounter against Dundee United, a day after his statue is unveiled at Pataudry. The game is said to be a sellout and Goodwin is relishing the chance to sample his first home game in charge the Dawn's. He said, I'm really looking forward to it, it's going to be amazing. There will obviously be a hell of a lot going on prior to the game, with the build-up and with the statue being unveiled for one of the greatest managers of all time, and possibly the greatest British manager of all time. 
I had the pleasure of meeting him once about 18 months ago when he was opening a new training facility in Harmony Row in Glasgow. I'm hoping that on Friday I will be able to get to Pataudry after training and be able to pick his brain for a couple of minutes, albeit I'm sure he will be very busy with everything else that's going on. So, well, that'd be very, that'd be great for uh, Jim Goodwin if he could just get a five, ten minutes sit down with Fergie and, um, you know, pick his brains with whatever he, he needs to, because uh, I think that's a very, very true. He, without a doubt, he's the greatest British manager of all time. Um, not just because he, he's done with Manchester United, because... Obviously, they've a kind of bottomless bit of money, but, um, you know, the vibe was had that and other managers couldn't make nothing out. But what he did with Aberdeen uh, was, um, well, very unlikely it'll ever be repeated. But anyway, um, hope you have a smashing weekend this weekend and um, hope you get done a good thrashing. And, um, you know, I hope that goes well for the unveiling of the statue. I'm sure it will. But uh, come on, Aberdeen. Now that's me done for the day now, just a wee buckle series with the newspaper on uh, Thursday, February 24th and um, very pleasant day up in Aberdeen for the day, a bit chilly but um, bright and uh, very uh, pleasant indeed, it's fine for uh, uh, being out and about. So um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast now, I hope you enjoyed it and if you did, if you could tell a pal somewhere, it doesn't matter far about to bide, if it's um, Old Meldrum even, and, uh, or Oakley, maybe doing Fife, you know, Oxford maybe, Oslo, Odessa, you know, if you think it would be our folk in Ukraine just now and fit there going through, and um, Ottawa perhaps, maybe Ken Folk or uh, Oklahoma, oh chap boy, maybe, or uh, even some folk in Osaka in Japan might like to listen to the Doric Express, so if you just let them care about it, they can uh, muck up their own mind once they've heard the Apocalypse episodes and uh, hopefully they'll keep on coming back for some years. So in the meantime, thanks very much now, cheers, toodaloo. The Constitution, speak the book, the rules are them. Longfield, Nelfield, Manafield, and Panafield. Hearts of all the stories that you made in a hymn.